Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. What's up, champs? Welcome into the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and you can find me on Twitter at Pigskin underscore DRock. Wrapping up week two of the NFL season. It was a crazy week, man. A lot of injuries to talk about tonight. Got some uh, fantasy triage on the show for you. Week two recap. And uh, some waiver wire targets for some waiver wire targets for week three, and um, we'll get into some drop candidates too, guys on my radar, and then uh, wrap it up. All right. So before we get into the recap, go ahead and give the show a follow on Apple and Spotify, as well as all of our social media accounts. Links are in the description below. Let's jump straight into the week three recap. So we already talked about the Thursday night game. Let's start here with the Carolina Panthers winning 26-7 to over the New Orleans Saints. Sam Donald, 18 fantasy points, played pretty well. Jameis Winston, not so much. The The Carolina, Carolina dominated this game. Christian McCaffrey was Christian McCaffrey, 72 yards on the ground and a touchdown, 65 yards through the air, 24 points. Christian McCaffrey doing Christian McCaffrey things. Alvin Kamara, on the other hand, struggled. Eight carries, five yards, four receptions, 25 yards. Not a great performance by him at all. The Saints offense just looks lost. Uh, Jameis Winston, 10 points. Just not a good night for them uh, by any stretch. No receiving work to be excited about. Marquez Calloway, two catches, eight yards. Not really sure what to do with Marquez Callaway, to be honest, man. You know, maybe hook him up in the drop candidates. Maybe I'll think about it a little bit more. The tight ends, they don't have one to speak of that was worth um, worth anything. So, overall, just a, a good effort from the Carolina Panthers. They moved to 2-0, and New Orleans, New, uh, New Orleans drops to 1-1. Way different team than the team that played the Packers last week. All right, the next game, we got the Cincinnati Bengals coming up three points short against the Chicago Bears losing 20 to 17. Andy Dalton, big story of the game. We'll talk about him in the fantasy triage. Joe Burrow looked okay. Uh, the play calling for the Bengals is atrocious. And I mean, outside of outside of the receivers and Joe Mixon, I mean that's pretty much all the team, but uh Joe Mixon getting 20 carries. Very encouraging, but only one reception for two yards. Don't really like that, but you have to imagine that this is what the carry count is going to look like. This is what the distribution of carries will be throughout the season. I thought we were going to get some more Joe Mixon through the uh, in the receiving game, but apparently uh, Zach Taylor doesn't agree, which is kind of frustrating. But uh, I guess we should have seen this coming with three 
viable receivers now in this offense. T. Higgins, 10 targets, 6 catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Tyler Boyd, 7 catches, 73 yards. And Jamar Chase, 2 catches, 54 yards, and a touchdown. All had double-digit fantasy points. So, Bengals receivers, man, they're they're pretty good. Uh, on the Bears side, David Montgomery, he ran, he had 20 carries as well, just like Joe Mixon. Slightly less efficient with it, 61 yards, no touchdowns. Three catches, 18 yards. So, he's a little bit more involved in the receiving game. But, again, I mean, 11 points in fantasy is really not anything to write home about. Darnell Mooney is the clear uh, leader in this receiving court um, in this game. Eight eight targets, six catches, 66 yards. Allen Robinson does get the touchdown, though. This is a weird game, man. A weird game. It was a low-scoring affair and uh, not much offensive output on either side. The Bears defense, though, shout-out to them. Three picks, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, and a touchdown. Giving up 17 points. They got 20 points. I in my in my main league, I'll just tell you a quick little story. I had the Bears Sunday morning in my lineup and decided to drop them for the Green Bay Packers on Monday night. And uh, you know, I could have used that 20 points. Definitely gonna use that 20 points. I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, the Green Bay Packer game is still going on as we speak. So, but I'm I'm slated to lose this matchup and i really wish i would have kept chicago in there it was a good matchup man they got they got you know the touchdowns really help and the three picks so i'll continue to attack this cincinnati offense with my streaming defenses all right moving on next matchup we got the cleveland browns winning 31 21 over the houston texans both quarterbacks in this game get hurt at one point baker mayfield 213 yards and a touchdown he did have eight carries for 10 yards and a touchdown as well Tyrod Taylor, 125 yards on the ground, or through the air, sorry. One touchdown, one carry, 15 yards, and a touchdown. Tyrod Taylor was looking really good, man. 10 of 11 um, until he got hurt. And then Davis Mills comes in and kind of ruined it. Kind of ruined it. 8 of 18, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Short week for the Texans this week. I don't really expect the Texans to to play very well this week. We'll get to that more in the waiver section. As far as the ground game goes, Nick Chubb just continues to dominate. 11 carries, 95 yards, and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt, 13 carries, 51 yards. Uh, didn't n- None of these running backs really produced much in the receiving game except for uh, Demetric Felton. Uh, two catches, two targets, sorry, two targets, two catches, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Um, kind of wish I went to Kareem Hunt. That would have made his day a little bit better, but, you know, it is what it is, man. Uh, when you draft when you draft the cream hunt, you had to know that you were not getting a guy that was going to be super consistent. So, I did recommend starting Cream Hunt in a couple couple places. So, I really hope that uh, really hope that that worked out for everybody. So, uh, on the receiving side for the Texans, only one guy that you should have from the Texans overall in your lineup is Brandon Cooks. Fourteen targets, nine catches, seventy eight yards, and a touchdown. Had twenty two point eight PPR fantasy points. Solid producer. Nobody else on this team uh, is worth rostering at the moment. Uh, maybe the running backs, but probably just on your bench unless you absolutely need them. Probably for some bye weeks coming up. As far as Cleveland Browns, Jarvis Landry left in the on the first drive with an injury, so it was all tight ends in this game. Five targets for Austin Hooper, four targets for Harrison Bryant, two targets for David and David Njoku. The receiving. The receivers in this uh, in this offense didn't do a whole lot. 
Uh, two targets for Higgins, one target for Landry, one target for Donovan Peoples-Jones. This is a team that runs the ball and throws their tight ends, so adjust accordingly. Uh, Odell Beckham would be a great help to this offense if it came if he came comes back uh, next week. So, but I would not be starting Odell Beckham Jr. next week at all, even if he's healthy. Uh, I need to see it before I'm comfortable playing him. All right, the next game: Los Angeles Rams three point win, twenty seven to twenty four over the Indianapolis Colts on the road. Matthew Stafford two seventy eight and two. Carson Wentz, 247-1. Carson Wentz did actually sprain both ankles. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Daryl Henderson, 13 carries, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Henderson is a solid RB2 rest of the season. Sony Michelle, 10 carries for 46 yards. Looked pretty good, man. 4.6 yards per carry is not too shabby. Um, and I don't know, you may need Sony Michelle coming up, so you know, we'll see about that. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, 15 carries, 51 yards. Uh, didn't get in the end zone. Uh, Naeem Hines had a really bad... Um, Really bad day. He only had three total opportunities. Turned that into 22 yards and no touchdowns. So kind of disappointing there. I really thought the game plan would be to check down to, to the running backs, but that didn't happen. Um, that kind of resulted in Michael Pittman getting eight receptions, 123 yards. Had a big day. And I didn't really think that was going to happen because the the, uh, the Rams secondary is is really, really good. So it's very interesting to see that. And uh Yeah. Uh, Michael Pittman is rising on my board. Zach Pascal gets in the end zone for the second time uh, in as many weeks. Over the Rams side, Cooper Cup continues to dominate. Nine catches, 163 yards, and two touchdowns. Surefire uh, wide receiver one. He is uh, the overall wide receiver one in PPR formats through two weeks. Uh, Robert Woods, five catches, 64 yards. Didn't get in the end zone this week, but did last week. Uh, same production last week as this week for Robert Woods, 12 points in PPR formats. So he, at least he's being consistent, but Cooper cup is, uh, Matthew Stafford's favorite target by far. Tyler Higby, I just want to throw him in here. One catch on one target for eight yards, man. He's getting close to droppable for me. And he was a guy that I really, really, really loved, uh, in the, uh, in draft season. So it's kind of disappointing to see it, but, uh, you know, got to make adjustments, man. Got to be willing to adjust. All right. All right. Moving on from this matchup, we got the Denver Broncos winning 23 to 13 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Teddy Bridgewater had a solid day, just like, uh, just like I, uh, I don't want a victory lap, but, uh, I'm going to victory lap. Okay. Teddy Bridgewater was a solid start, solid stream and, um, kind of saw this matchup coming, man. 21, fan, uh, fantasy points, 328 yards and two touchdowns. Solid play, solid play. And he's, you know, shocker. He's going to be another guy that I'm going to look to be streaming this week. The running backs for the Denver Broncos, they're in a straight 50-50 timeshare. 13 carries apiece. Javante Williams had 64 yards. And Melvin Gordon had 31 yards. Neither one of them got to the end zone. It was all uh, Teddy Bridgewater. And, uh, yeah. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars side, though, James Robinson does... Get the lion's share of the carries, 11 carries, 47 yards. Carlos Hyde, two carries for seven yards. I mean, I'm just, just fade Jacksonville completely. Um, unless you need Marvin Jones outside of that, I wouldn't be looking to start anybody in this offense moving forward. Livisca Chenault, uh, disappointing in this offense. Uh, DJ Chark, one catch, 19 yards. I mean, I'm not willing to play any of these guys. Marvin Jones may be in a pinch, but outside of that, I'm benching all Jags moving forward. And, you know, they're going to have to prove a lot to, for me to get them back into my lineup. But 
Not really going to happen. Uh, Colton Sutton for the Denver Broncos side, nine catches, 159 yards. Didn't get in the end zone, but he was close. 25 PBR points, solid fantasy day for him. Tim Patrick, guy I recommended picking up last week, man. Three catches, 37 yards, and a touchdown. This is what he does, man. He doesn't produce huge numbers, but he gets in the end zone, and you know he's a solid, he's a solid player, man. Solid player. Uh, Noah Fant, four catches, 33 yards, and the touchdown. Uh, easily led all tight ends in this matchup. Solid game for him, man. He was a guy that I was off of and is slowly rising on my boards. All right, moving on to the next matchup. We got the Buffalo Bills annihilating the Miami Dolphins 35 to nothing. Josh Allen was pedestrian in this game. Um, kind of frustrating. He was an MVP pick for me um, pre in the preseason. 179 yards and two touchdowns. Did have five carries for 35 yards. He almost had a rushing touchdown, but slid and was marked down at the one. So could have had a much better day. Would have been over 20, 20 fantasy points, but uh, that touchdown ended up going to, I think, Zach Moss, who ended up with two touchdowns on the day. So you're welcome, Zach Moss. Truthers. Uh, Tua Tungvaluwa had an injury, a uh, rib injury. We'll talk about more of that in a minute. Jacoby Brissett came in 40 attempts and 169 yards and a pick to show for it. Uh, this Dolphins offense, not a single player in double digits fantasy-wise. So until Tua comes back, I'm probably going to be sitting all Dolphins players. That includes Jalen Waddle and Devontae Parker for sure. Stefan Diggs had a good day, four catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Had a really nice, that touchdown was really nice. Um, Josh Allen making a play, throwing it back across as he was rolling to the right, threw it back to the middle of the end zone. Kind of a dangerous play, but I mean, he was kind of open too. So that digs to that Allen to Diggs connection is still going strong, man. Uh, really not any other strong wide receiver options on this team. I mean, you can't really count on anybody week to week, but uh, Cole Beasley, four catches, 36 yards. He's that sh- short area guy, not really looking his way. Uh, da- Dawson Knox had the touchdown, but outside of the touchdown, he had you know, one catch for 17 yards. No, sorry. He had two catches for 17 yards, but he had the touchdown. So yeah, not too excited about him. So uh, the Bills defense, 22 points, six sacks, forced fumble, uh, interception, and a fumble recovery. Uh, played good, man. Uh, you know, that defense is still pretty good and uh, be looking their way uh, a little bit later down the season. Next matchup, we got the New England Patriots, 25-6. to six. Force it's death taxes and Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks, man. Um, it was the battle of rookie quarterbacks, Mac, uh, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. Uh, they both scored six fantasy points. So, uh, continuing to not start those guys, just don't do it. Uh, James White, leading rusher or leading fantasy running back for the New England Patriots, five carries, 20 yards, and a touchdown, caught all six of his targets for 45 yards. Damian Harris has 62 yards on the ground on 16 carries and a touchdown. Pretty solid day for both of them, man. Michael Carter on the other side had 11 carries, 59 yards, and Ty Johnson 12 carries, 50 yards. I'm not owning. I'm not man uh, rostering any of the Jets uh, players outside of Corey Davis. Now Corey Davis did have a uh, did have a down week. We kind of figured that was going to happen. Two catches, eight yards. Buy low window. We talked about me and Justin talked about this last week. Now it's probably a buy low window right now. So go make some offers. See if you can get Corey Davis on your team. 
it's just a tough matchup, man. New England has a great secondary and uh, easy buy low opportunity right now. All right, moving on to the next matchup. You got the San Francisco 49ers defeating the Philadelphia Eagles 17-11. to Jalen Hurts, man. Jalen Hurts continues to look good. 10 carries, 82 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Saves his fantasy day. He only had 190 yards through the air and no touchdowns. His rushing floor is going to keep him fantasy relevant. It's going to keep him in the top 12 at the quarterback position. So he's absolutely a guy that I would be fine rolling out with if you have him. I wouldn't be looking anywhere uh, to stream anywhere else just because of that rushing floor. He's, he's going to be fine. The Niners can't keep a running back healthy to save their life. Uh, all, all of their running backs left at some point during this game with an injury. They already lost um, Raheem Mostert. Jeff Wilson's on the pup. Trey Sermon, concussion. Elijah Mitchell. Uh, Elijah Mitchell had a stinger. And uh, Jermichael Hasty has an ankle injury. So, tough to see, man. Uh, they're working on some running backs. Um, you know, we'll see who they bring in, who's going to be available week three. They've already ruled out Jermichael Hasty, so adjust accordingly. Elijah Mitchell should be good to go. Hopefully, it's just a stinger and he can get back. Uh, Debo Samuel, six catches, 93 yards, did not get in the end zone. That was Jawan Jennings who got that touchdown. Brandon Ayuk, man, one catch, six yards. I mean, he's still a hold for me. I'm not, I'm not looking to drop him or trade him. I'm just hoping that the production comes back. Like, please come back. Receiving position for the Philadelphia Eagles, really nothing to write home about except for Quez Watkins getting that huge touchdown. Outside of that, there really wasn't a whole lot going on for the Philadelphia Eagles in the receiving game. Zach Ertz is on the COVID list now. Dallas Goddard could be a good play next week. Moving on from that matchup, we got the Oakland Raiders. Wow. Moving on from that matchup, we have the Las Vegas Raiders defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers 26-17. I wish Justin was on the podcast with me right now. Did not believe I, I I called Vegas taking this game. Uh I think the Raiders are for real. And uh and they're playing really well. Derek Carr, 382 yards and two touchdowns. Ben Roethlisberger just I mean he has 295 yards, but only had 13 fantasy points to show for it. Najee Harris, 19 points, but he had 38 yards on the ground, uh 43 yards through the air and a touchdown. Najee Harris, the only player in the NFL with 100% snap share outside of the quarterback position. So the dude's getting all the work, man. Benny Snell only had two carries. So it's pretty awesome to see. Peyton Barber on the other side was supposed to be the lead back. 13 carries, 32 yards. He did carry the ball most times, but only had three fantasy points to show for it. Kenyon Drake was wildly inefficient, but he had 10 points. So that PPR bump really helps. Henry Henry Ruggs had five catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Easily one of his best fantasy days of his young career. Um, Brian Edwards caught a touchdown, but it was called back from a penalty. Hunter Renfro is, you know, continues to be a safe floor PPR guy who gets, you know, some pretty solid catches. Um, And Derek Carr loves him. Deontay Johnson on the other side did leave with an injury at the end, uh, hurt his knee. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. 19 points, um, easily the number one target in this offense. And uh, you'll have to see it. Juju Smith-Schuster, has such a low A dot, man. Six catches, forty-one yards. Like he's just not being used downfield. He did have a touchdown, but I mean, we'll see. Chase Claypool had three catches, seventy yards. Did have that big fifty-two yard reception sprinkled in there to help save his day. But Chase Claypool is struggling, man. 
He is struggling. Had 10 points last week, 9 points this week. It's kind of tough to see. Uh, Darren Waller, after that monstrous game last week, he had 5 catches, 65 yards, no touchdowns. Foster Moreau did score the touchdown for the Raiders. So, you know, I really wish I would have gone to Waller, but uh, hey, it is what it is, man. Uh, That's fantasy. Daniel Carlson, the kicker for the Raiders, 17 points, man. He's a guy I will be talking about here in a few minutes when we get into the waiver section of the show. All right, next game, we got the Cardinals taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Cardinals get the one-point win after a missed field goal at the end of the game. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray's doing Kyler Murray things, man. 400 yards, three touchdowns. He did have two picks. He also had a touchdown on the ground, so start Kyler Murray every single week, no questions asked. Kirk Cousins, 244 yards and three touchdowns. Solid streaming option. But uh, nobody I'm super excited about. Dalvin Cook had 22 carries, 131 yards. Didn't get into the end zone. That's why he didn't score over 20 fantasy points in PPR League. So, I mean, he did get hurt a couple times. So we're kind of hoping that he stays healthy, man. Everyone should be should have Antonio Madison. And he should be rostered everywhere. So he's only rostered in 39% of sleeper leagues. So that number needs to jump up, especially with uh, no other notable running back behind the two of those, the two of them. Receiving options, um, K.J. Osborne, he's a guy I'll talk about in a little bit, but 91 yards and a touchdown, looked pretty good. Rondell Moore for the the, uh, Arizona Cardinals, seven catches, 114 yards and a touchdown. That dude looks explosive and was the top-scoring option for the Arizona Cardinals, man. Um, The Cardinals have a lot of receiving options that are going to be huge for fantasy. Uh, Chase Edmonds had had a solid day, 12.5 PBR points, eight carries, five receptions, Dude played good. So, moral of the story, start all your Cardinals, um, maybe except for James Conner, because dude's really not it. All right, next matchup, we're going to go into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the Atlanta Falcons 48-25. This was a, you know, I'm a, I'm obviously a Bucks fan, so it's really not, uh, I'll get my honest take about it. I mean, this was a close game, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh Atlanta made it a game, man. They got close. They had the ball with a chance to take the lead. And that Bucks defense put the clamp down, man. Tom Brady playing an MVP form, 276 and five touchdowns. Uh, yeah, that's it's a solid day. Solid day at the office for Tom Brady. Uh, Matt Ryan struggled. I mean, he had 300 yards and two touchdowns, but he also had three picks through two pick sixes in the fourth quarter. Can't win games, man. Can't win games when you when you do that, especially against a team uh, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are talented on defense. So, uh, on the running on the running side, at the running back position, you got Mike Davis had a tough day, 38 yards on the ground. Uh, the big shock here is Cordell Patterson with seven carries. Did score a touchdown. He did have five catches, 58 yards, and another touchdown. He played pretty well. Um, Mike Davis struggled mightily. Leonard Fournette, 11 carries, 52 yards, continues to be the lead back. Ronald Jones is really just a a filler, a uh, a capable backup. But Leonard Fournette, this is his job, man. And, uh, you know, I love me some Ronald Jones, but you have to be willing to adjust, man. Ronald Jones is not the lead guy right now. He is, he is firmly – he's living uh, – I don't want to say rent-free in, uh, in Bruce Arians' doghouse, but, you know, he's got, a, he's got a nice little setup in there, man. I don't think he's going to be out of there anytime soon. Uh, receiving options, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin are the two that dominate this game. Antonio Brown was in it last week, so got to spread the wealth here. Mike Evans had five catches, 75 yards, two touchdowns. 
Godwin four catches, 62 yards and a touchdown. And uh, yeah, this was a this is just a dominant performance by the Bucks passing attack. Uh, on the other side, Calvin Ridley, seven catches, 63 yards and a touchdown. He had 10 targets. He continues to be the number one receiving option in that offense. Uh, Russell Gage is a guy you can drop. We'll talk about that later. And uh, Kyle Pitts, five catches, 73 yards. He's looking good, man. Looking good as a rookie. Uh, 12, point, 12 points in PPR leagues is solid, but, uh, you know, continue to, to see how he develops throughout the season. Rob Gronkowski is back. He is the Rob Gronkowski of old. Tom Brady said that he's actually better than he's ever seen him. So that's kind of a uh, warning shot to the rest of the NFL. Gronkowski is back, man. He's a tight end, too, uh, through two weeks. 12th overall fantasy player. And, uh, you know, the last three games, he has six touchdowns, two in each one. So Gronkowski is dominating, and he looks great. He looks great. Bucks defense, 19 points, three picks. Uh, a sack and two touchdowns. Solid performance all around by Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hashtag go Bucks. All right. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, 20. Chargers, 17. Uh, Dak had a pretty pretty rough day, man. 237 yards and an interception. The Cowboys really ran the ball well. Tony Pollard had 109 yards on the ground. Zeke had 71 yards on the ground. Both of them scored a touchdown. On the other side, Austin Eckler, 54 yards. Um, got a pretty decent shot, took a pretty decent shot to the head, uh, but didn't end up coming back into the game. He did have nine catches for 61 yards as well. So that really boosts up his numbers there. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, those two are the, those are the passing off, off offense. Um, Mike Williams, 10 targets, 91 yards, touchdown. Keenan Allen had 108 yards, didn't score, but those guys are, those guys are really good. And, uh, Mike Williams, I'm firing up every week for the rest of the season. Uh, CeeDee Lamb had eight catches, 81 yards, didn't get into the end zone. Mari Cooper had a kind of down day. He did get banged up a little bit in this game, so it kind of sucks to see on that one. Um, tight ends, none, there wasn't a notable tight end in this offense, so we'll kind of skip that one right there. Uh, another game here, Tennessee, three-point win over the Seattle Seahawks, 33 2 30. Big story in this game. Derrick Henry, 135 carries, 182 yards, three touchdowns. But adding in six catches for 55 yards, man, that is that is significant right there. If he can do that on a weekly basis, adding in this this receiving work, this could be dangerous, man. Derrick Henry could be the number one overall running back in fantasy football. And uh kind of making me regret taking uh Alvin Kamara over Derrick Henry in my main draft. All right, Chris Carson. 31 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. The two touchdowns really saved him here. He wouldn't have he would he would have three fantasy points on the day if he didn't get that. Uh receiving wise, Tyler Lockett continues to dominate. Eight catches, 178 yards, and a touchdown. DK Metcalf, six catches, 53 yards. Hasn't really broken out yet this season, so he's had a pretty pedestrian start. AJ Brown struggled, three catches for 43 yards, and Julio Jones, six catches, 128 yards. Julio Jones is still Julio Jones, man. He looks good. He looks good. Uh, last game we're going to move on to, the Kansas City Chiefs dropping one to the Baltimore Ravens. I guess that undefeated season is over now. That undefeated bid, they were talking about 20-0 and and all that garbage. Um, it's not happening, man. Um, obviously with the one-point loss, but uh, you know, it feels pretty good for them too. Uh, yeah. All right, Lamar Jackson, huge night, 239 yards, a touchdown. He did throw two picks, but he also ran the ball 16 times for 107 yards and two touchdowns. Lamar Jackson looked great. 
throughout the night. Patrick Mahomes, 343-3, and did throw an interception, his first interception in the month of September in his career, which was pretty awesome, uh, pretty awesome before uh, to not have a pick in the month of September. It's a pretty cool stat. But uh, at the running back position, Tyson Williams has 77 yards and no touchdowns. He almost had one, but he fumbled it, and Devin Duvernay recovered it for a touchdown. Would have liked to see that. He would have put him just over 15 fantasy points, so kind of sucks to see. The rushing attack on the uh, Kansas City side is non-existent. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 13 carries, 46 yards, and a fumble. The fumble that cost them the game. They would have ran the clock out and kicked the field goal to win that game, but uh, definitely kind of missed that opportunity there. Um, Clyde, it's probably not it, man. Probably not it. I don't know if you're going to be able to sell him. I don't even. I wouldn't suggest anybody try to buy low either. Marquise Brown, six catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Had a solid day. Easily the best out of the wide receivers. Tyreek Hill did nothing in this matchup. The Ravens did a good job taking him away. Three catches, 14 yards. Absolutely took him away. Travis Kelsey did Travis Kelsey things. The current tight end one on the season so far. Just doing things that he normally does. Mark Andrews, five catches, 57 yards, no touchdowns. Man. What an interesting week of the season so far. We're in the middle of the Green Bay Packer game, so we're not really going to hit on that one right now. We'll talk about that later on in the week, um, maybe just briefly. So, all right, let's jump into the triage. So, assessing the situation, Mm -hmm. are they breathing? No, Rose, they are not breathing. And they have no arms or legs. No, that's not part of it. Where are they? All right, guys, uh, we hit on some most of these injuries already, but we're just going to kind of talk through a couple of them. Uh, CMC, left calf injury, uh, it was reportedly cramps, and he went in and get an IV. Not really concerned about him. Andy Dalton, non-contact knee injury. Uh, MRI showed a bro- bone bruise, and uh, his official status has not been determined yet. I, it does seem to me, though, that Justin Fields will start this week at least. And we'll see how long Andy Dalton's out, but this could be Justin Fields' time. Baker Mayfield, non-throwing shoulder dislocation. Think um, think Mitchell Trubisky in years past um, had that non-throwing shoulder injury. So uh, he could play through it, uh, but we'll just monitor that situation closely. Jarvis Landry, MCL sprain. Think about Nick Chubb last year in 2020. Uh, Nick Chubb missed six weeks with that injury. So if this is a true MCL sprain, then... Uh, we could see Jarvis on the shelf for a considerable amount of time. Amari Cooper, uh, rib injury. Um, still have to find more information on it. He did get hit uh, in the ribs, so um, monitor this one closely. Tyrod Taylor has been ruled out for week three and could miss up to four weeks with a hamstring strain. Probably wasn't starting him anyway, but he was starting to heat up. He was maybe getting onto like my radar or something like that, so kind of sucks to see. He was playing good. Carson Wentz. High ankle sprain on both ankles. Like, both ankles. Um, pretty weird injury to injure both ankles, but hey, could miss a couple weeks. I know he's probably he's probably truly questionable for this week, so monitor this one closely. This will affect all receiving options, pretty much the entire offense or fantasy, so make sure we keep an eye on that situation as it develops. LaVisca Chenault with a shoulder injury. Uh, Derek Carr with an ankle injury doesn't seem to be too... Uh, serious. Uh, Henry Ruggs, mild ankle sprain. Again, another one of those is going to be, just keep an eye on it. It should be okay. Um, yeah, just keep an eye on it. Austin Eckler, got the head, like we talked about earlier, had that huge hit. Was in the concussion protocol, but cleared it. But 
if he develops symptoms, he could be out. So just keep an eye on that. Maybe try to stash some of the backup running backs in Los Angeles. Speaking of Los Angeles running backs, Daryl Henderson has a rib cartilage injury. That was confirmed by um, Sean McVay. So it's, from what I understand, a rib cartilage injury is a little bit more painful than a rib fracture. Um, I wouldn't know. I mean, obviously, I've never had that injury before. So, you know, we'll kind of see what happens. Um, just probably going to be really painful. Um, speaking of that, Tua Tungvaluwa, same thing, rib cartilage injury. Uh, x-rays are negative, so it's not a fracture. But from what I've read, it could be a cartilage issue. That's unconfirmed um, for Tua, but it is confirmed for Daryl Henderson. So keep an eye on the Tua situation. Dalvin Cook, um, ribs slash back, question mark. Nothing confirmed, but he did look. He did uh, come out of the game a couple times in that game. So keep an eye on that. Deontay Johnson, knee sprain, possible MCL. Just keep an eye on that situation. It could be serious. Hopefully, it's not. Um, he is. He is the target hog in that offense. Trace Irma concussion or an, uh, slash neck injury. Uh, yeah. Elijah Mitchell, Stinger, Jamichael Hasty, high ankle sprain, uh, is confirmed out for week three. 49ers can't keep running backs healthy, man. It's it's uh it's concerning. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But everyone should have um Jeff Wilson on your IR spot. Hundred percent. Josh Jacobs, very questionable for week three. Zach Ertz heads to the COVID list, and Will Fuller has returned to the team as of Monday. Sh- does look like he's going to be playing. All right, guys, that was the fantasy triage. Uh hopefully give you guys some uh some direction on what to do with some of these fantasy options. You don't want to play anybody hurt, so hopefully that uh, you guys can make the necessary moves. All right, let's talk about some waiver wire pickups. All right. So we got some waiver targets here for week three. Uh, Some of these guys uh, we did talk about on the Sunday Siege episode, so... Got to get in there and get into that episode, man. Got to get there early so we can uh, save some fab dollars. But uh, uh, here's a, uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and kick it off with the quarterback position. I don't like saying it, but Daniel Jones, rostered in 22% of sleeper leagues. He gets Atlanta this week. It's a good matchup. And if he continues to get the rushing work that he got on Thursday Night Football last week, he could be a viable streaming candidate week to week. Teddy Bridgewater, I've been pounding the table with Teddy Bridgewater since week one. And uh, he plays the Jets, only 24%, 24% rostered in Sleeper League. So get on the Teddy Bridgewater train, man. He's he's playing really well. Derek Carr, 29% rostered. He's played well against two good defenses. He is absolutely streamable, absolutely. And they just want to throw the ball, especially if uh, especially if uh, Josh Jacobs is going to be uh, dealing with some injuries. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot, and Derek Carr, is, uh, he's playing really well. All right, uh, and the last little reminder for the quarter, quarterback position, check on Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Uh, Justin Fields absolutely should be picked up. Trey Lance, if he is, you can go ahead and stash him. He's not, not absolutely necessary to be in your lineups. Just go ahead and take a look and see if those guys are available, and I would absolutely pick them up. All right, at the running back position, Cordero Patterson, 15% rostered in sleeper leagues. He just scored two touchdowns against Tempe Buccaneers. He absolutely has to be picked up. If he's uh, if Mike Davis is struggling, Cordero Patterson is going to be used as a running back and a wide receiver, so... Absolutely throw them in there, man. Absolutely throw them on your roster. 
Sony Michelle, 49, 49% rostered. I added him in here just because of the Daryl Henderson news. If Daryl Henderson misses time, Sony Michelle could, is going to be a guy in a high-powered offense that you want to play. Now, I'm not going to want to play him against Tampa Bay this week, but, uh, you know, running backs are scarce. So any sort of running back injury news, you have to pick up the other player. Even if you don't pick them up, even if you don't start them, you have to have them on your roster because everyone is hurting for running backs. So get them on your teams. All right. Uh, this is a speculative ad. I'm willing to add Duke Johnson onto my roster. Not willing to pay a whole lot for him as far as fab budget goes, but he is visiting the San Francisco 49ers, and he could be uh, useful for fantasy in the next couple weeks, especially with some bye weeks coming up. Okay, Wide receiver position, Rondell Moore. I talked about him. I've been talking about him for a couple weeks now, man. Rondell Moore absolutely needs to be rostered. He's 51% rostered, so he actually doesn't fit the criteria of our normal waiver wire show. We usually like to go fifty uh, under 50% rostered, but only 51%. He has to be rostered immediately. Like I, This is my number one pickup of the week is Rondell Moore. The guy is just an absolute playmaker. He's an absolute stud. You have to get him on your roster. Zach Pascal was a guy that uh, he's my second wide receiver that I'll throw in here. He was a guy that I was on my radar last week. He has now moved into a firm pickup. That's two weeks in a row with a touchdown. So I'm willing to buy in and see if I can get him on my roster. I'm a little nervous about the Carson Wentz injury, but hopefully uh, – Hopefully Carson can get healthy and uh, Zach Pascal can be a thing for you uh, as a flex option down the stretch. Tight ends, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. There's no tight ends that I'm willing to pick up right now uh, that I'm absolutely willing to throw on my roster. There is one I'll talk about on my radar in a few minutes, but no one that I'm actually going to put in claims for this week. The defenses that I'm looking at this week: the Arizona Cardinals against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're only 34% rostered in sleeper leagues. I said this is a defense that I threw in on the uh, Sunday Siege episode. This, this, I mean, this team's their defense is pretty good. I mean, I know they just gave up thirty points to the Vikings, but the Vikings are a good team. The Jacksonville Jaguars are not. So I think this is going to be a game where uh, Arizona is going to get to the quarterback, force Trevor Lawrence to make some mistakes, get some sacks. It's going to be a big day for Arizona, man. I know it's on the road. I like my defenses at home, but both defenses I'm going to talk about right now are actually on the road. So. We'll kind of transition to the next one, okay? Carolina Panthers taking on the Houston Texans on Thursday Night Football. I'm picking up Carolina and playing them. Probably going to be Davis Mills as a starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. Yeah, I'm starting Carolina's defense against Houston this week if I can get them on my roster. And they're only 18% rostered in in Sleeper League, so you probably don't even have to spend a whole lot of fab on them. You probably don't even have to spend any fab on them, so maybe a $1 bid is what I would throw in there. All right, Daniel Carlson, the kicker for the Las Vegas Raiders, gets the Miami Dolphins this week. I'm buying into the Raiders' offense, oh, the passing offense, and their kickers, man. Go ahead and get them. Go get Daniel Carlson. He's been a stud so far this season, and I don't see him slowing down anytime soon, man. This offense is going to be looking to score some points, man. They got a good defense now, but they're going to be looking to score some points. So absolutely looking to pick up Daniel Carlson. All right, I've got three players that are on my radar for... This week, three new players that are that are that are on here. First guy, Freddie Swain, the wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks, zero percent rostered in sleeper leagues, but he had a five for ninety-five and one tar- uh, stat line this week. Played really well, caught all five of his targets for ninety-five yards and a touchdown. 
if he's if they're not going to use Gerald Everett and he's going to be the number three option in this offense, and this offense is great. All right, the next guy I'm going to talk about is K.J. Osborne, 9% roster in Sleeper Leagues. He had, on the season so far, 15 targets, 12 catches, 167 yards at a touchdown. I know he scored on sort of like a broken play uh, this week, but uh, I'm definitely interested, man. I am definitely interested in K.J. Osborne. He's a guy that... Uh, He's a guy that could be useful. Um, he's a guy that could be useful in uh, bye week situations, and those are coming up. So can't ignore the production anymore. I wouldn't add him just yet. I would just keep him on my radar and uh, keep an eye on him and see if I can get him maybe next week. But definitely a guy I'm keeping my eye on. Last guy I'm gonna talk about Max Williams. Zero percent rostered, but he's top fifteen in targets at the tight end position through two weeks. Had a solid week this week. Again, not a guy I'm looking to pick up right now, but uh, he's definitely a guy that I'm looking to. Uh, that I'm keeping an eye on. All right, let's talk some uh, some drop candidates. These are three guys that I'm uh, I'm just I'm just done. I'm done with right now. Guys, that I think are safe to drop to the waiver wire to pick up some of these some of these guys that we're going to be looking at that we're targeting in week three. So, Gabe Davis, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, just not seeing enough targets, man. He's really he's not playing enough. I love the talent, but uh, it's time to move on from Gabe Davis for now. Mike Kosicki. This offense is just rough, and uh, he's just not getting it done either. So he's another guy that I'm looking to drop. And then Russell Gage. I know he's a little hurt, so this is kind of a kick him while he's down kind of thing, but he wasn't producing anyway. And uh, the number two receiving option in this offense is Kyle Pitts, and I would argue the number three is Cordell Patterson. So I'm not really looking at Russell Gage, even if he was healthy. So he's just another guy that I'm looking to move off of. All right? All right, guys, that's going to do it for us, for me today. Thank you all for listening. Go ahead and follow the show on all of our social media platforms. Go ahead and follow us on Apple and Spotify. Rate and review the show. It really helps us grow. Got uh, start sets coming up on Thursday. Got a, a lot of stuff going on this week. Trying to get those W's in week three, man. Appreciate you guys listening. Love you all. Have a great week. Peace. <laughs>